This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Did you survive the Target Apocalypse? 651-641-1071. I heard about this. I have not been through the doors of a Target in a while. It's a long story. We broke up. But um, I did hear about this from uh, a couple folks over the weekend, both Saturday and Sunday. There were problems. Yeah, there was a little hiccup <laughs> on Sunday, not as big as the big hiccup on Saturday. Saturday, where all nationwide, all of their uh, all of their computer systems were down, yeah. meaning you could not literally could not check out the uh, the staff people were having to team members were having to manually enter <gasps> barcodes have to get out those like old swipey machines. Do you remember? Uh, oh, for the credit yeah. cards. I don't know. Good question. So I wasn't there, but six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you will or were, but I will tell you, I narrowly missed this because my daughter and I were out in the morning after dropping my son off before his baseball game. We were going to circle around, do some errands, and then go back. Mm-hmm. We were going to stop at Target because it was the day before Father's Day, and I don't know about you, I'm a last minute Father's Day card getter. Um, but we ended up going to a different store instead. Then later, my husband said to me, well, it's a good thing you didn't go to Target today. And I said, why? And then he told me what had happened because I hadn't been paying attention. But people were abandoning carts full of groceries no! and whatnot in the middle of the store because the lines were like 80 people deep and you could not check out a Target. My goodness. Six five one six four one one zero seven one Also has affected their... They're like stock prices. It must have scared people. Well, I would imagine it did. Molly's on the line. Hi, Molly. Molly, did you survive the Target apocalypse? Uh, barely. But I mean, I wasn't there fully to check out. I went to go pick up, thank God, an online order that I did for pickup. Oh, smart. I was going to run in, but at the night before, I was like, I'll just order it and pick it up tomorrow. But even that line was long because people were going to get services to be like, Hi, I need a cake for today, and I ordered it. Can I just pay you with cash, or can I write an IOU? And they were like, yeah. I mean, everyone was just in pure panic mode. I mean, because, hello, Target is down. People are going to panic. (laughs) They're going to panic, right. (laughs) And there were carts full of, like, frozen Oh. Like and cold items, and they had to throw them all away. Oh, oh see, that's the terrible part. I mean, that's go, the part that's heartbreaking. I mean, I get it. Right? Like, you don't want to have to go back and put all your stuff away, right? It's their but, problem. No, but they had to throw all. I mean, I think they could take regular items and put them back, but all anything that was cold or refrigerated, they had to automatically toss. But they had to scan it all first, so they could take inventory of how much they oh, lost. Sure. Oh my gosh, Molly, thank you so much for calling, and I'm glad that you survived the Target apocalypse. Megan on the Twitter said, I tried to go to Target on Saturday and Sunday. All I got were cookies for my dad. <laughs> left left the rest with a nice lady. Felt bad that um, another store got all her money. I mean, that's the one thing that is interesting to me is, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, if I had to, there would be nothing that was such an emergency that I needed to get specifically at Target that would allow <laughs> me to sit there and wait mm-hmm. to get through all the checking out. Mm-hmm. I would have just said, okay, I will come back for all the things that I usually 
you know, start browsing for and fill my cart up with. And I will go somewhere else to get the things that I need. Uh, Peggy's on the line. Hi, Peggy. Uh, Peggy, were you at Target over the weekend during the Target apocalypse? I was there for the Target apocalypse. It was kind of reminded me of a, a hurricane on the on the East Coast. Everybody preparing, long lines. It was crazy, but I did have my cartwheel app, which came in quite handy. So, um, was it? Give us a sense of like what was actually going on as you were all just sitting there waiting in line. Well, yeah, and why was your cartwheel app so handy? Okay, so when we got there, we were probably about three quarters into shopping before they made a big announcement saying that they were having this um, big system reboot of their registers and they should be up shortly. So we had about most of our shopping done. When we got to the registers, the lines were super long, so we got on the shortest register line. Um, they started handing out water and pop and stuff, so they made it kind of fun. Um, but the Carwheel app allowed me to scan the product, and then they were able to put the price in. It was oh. a scanner wasn't scanning their item, and nothing came up. So um, I did make out a little bit on the grapes because they were five ninety nine a pound, and when they measured them, they kind of rounded it down about a dollar. So I made out. Wow, that wow. is. Thank you for your call, Peggy. I mean, that's amazing. Making lemons out of lemonade. Yeah. Uh, Let's go to Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Did you survive the Target apocalypse? No, it was a Sam's Club apocalypse. They have their scan and go. Everybody was scanning going, but nobody could go. They just were stuck once they got to the door. Okay, so now I'm like, I had not heard about that. So their scanning was down as well? Their scan and go, it was everybody was... Acting, it didn't even seem like it scanned your stuff. And the lady goes, well, scan it again. I said, no, I've learned my lesson. I scanned it once, and you have to check your account because it'll come out two, three times. Oh, And I said, not doing that, dude. You get me out of here. I'm not getting in another damn line. I've been in three lines trying to get out the door. Good for you. Jackie, thanks for your call. I will say, like, I don't want to be all conspiracy theory. But you will be. Because it's the Colleen and Bradley show. But I, my first thought was seriously, there. This is gonna sound. There. This will be spun as though it's not a big deal. But I really am concerned at the point which all of the the entire system nationwide goes down. Well, I mean, it's just more of an indication, right, that they need to like create systems that aren't dependent on one thing going down. Yeah. I mean, that just seems like a bad idea. This all had. Uh, now I'm forgetting, but I think it all had to do with. Uh, what was it like some payment processing thing? I don't know. Anyway, um, <clears throat> moral of the story is you'd think you'd have systems, redundance systems built in that would keep everything from going down right. and maybe just affects, you know, bits and pieces. I did find it fascinating though. How many people were willing to stand in line and wait just to get yeah, their products. Yeah. I would have been like, I'll be back in the morning. When you get this all or figured I'm out, go online and just order it there. I do wish that people would put their stuff away, though, because to our yeah, previous but think about you, point, if you had places to go, you don't have the luxury of doing that necessarily. You do a target run, you're just going to run in quick and get your stuff. Yeah, but I think I probably would have, at a minimum, put the perishables away. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel right abandoning a cart anyway. Oh God, I, I really don't. Bye. And that is the difference between Bye. Bradley yeah. Trainer and Colleen. Look, if you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah. It's fine. It's just probably like stuff you don't need anyways. It's okay. Wow. 
I've learned something about the two of you. Not all the time, but if but I had in an thing, emergency situation. Yeah, yeah no, I, I mean, if I'm in a hurry on a Saturday afternoon and I got stuff to do and I've just gotten an entire cart of stuff, I'm not traipsing my steps backward. Do you tell somebody or you just leave it? I mean, in, in the what we're talking about is, a, I think, an unusual mm-hmm. situation. If we were in the Target apocalypse on Saturday, yeah. in this very unusual situation. You're just going to go, bye. Yeah. yeah, for sure. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Taylor Swift did a lovely thing over the weekend in celebration of pride. I'm going to share what that was. And then I want to hear Bradley about... Well, Taylor Swift did something kind of unexpected, but really cool for uh, to observe pride yesterday. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Uh, actually, she did this uh, over the uh, over the weekend. She made an appearance, a surprise appearance at the Stonewall Inn uh, in Greenwich Village. She was uh, introduced by uh, Modern Family's Jesse Tyler Ferguson after Sarah Bareilles did a performance there, and she performed on the stage uh, for the crowd. It's pretty awesome. I mean, when you think about the fact that um, 50 years ago, this was a uh, you know the sort of center of um, protest and violence and hate and bigotry, a, a lot has changed in the 50 years since. So, you know, very momentous that that people are able to celebrate and not um, live in the shadows. And um, this uh, came after the release of her new song, Calm Down. You need to calm down uh, in the video, which people are very excited mm-hmm. about Lots for a number of LGBTQ reasons. Lots of LGBTQ celebrities show up in that video. Yep. Um, but Bradley, it made me think about something really cool that you did over the weekend, observing the very same anniversary at Stonewall. Um, yeah. So again, for those of you, you're who no don't, Taylor Swift. No, but. I mean, I don't need to calm down. I think, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes. Yeah, so again, just for those of you uh, who aren't aware. Um, be prepared to hear about it a lot over the next week, that this is the 50th anniversary, actually the next two weeks, because technically the official World Pride celebration will happen a week uh, from this coming weekend, even though our Pride celebration here locally is this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. It's a long story. You may- Don't forget, we're actually going to be on a a float this Sunday. Yeah, we are on Sunday for our local Pride Parade. Um, but there have oh, you've probably already seen uh, news clippings and news clippings is news that a clippings thing? yes your mother sent them to you <laughs> right uh, my grandma used to send a news clip from other too. from other communities and their pride parade so it is pride <laughs> month clippings. i can't believe i said that like okay maybe it um, is 50 years ago suddenly. you saw it on the facebook i think but yes so it's the 50th anniversary which means that um in 1969 there was a riot following it, it it's a long story and it's actually a um uh, it, it's it, it's a very fascinating story. There's a lot of twists and turns, so it's hard to just say, this is what happened. But essentially, it's sort of the recognized as the birth of the modern LGBTQ civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been called that at the time, but people looking back 50 years hence can sort of put that into perspective. It is one of many moments that were important to the LGBTQ community at the time. Um, most notably, people would have called it the gay community or the, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
Anyway, but I don't want to get caught up in that. But my point is, but this particular is, event was was really kind of a fulcrum where things sort of tipped into a new era. Yeah, exactly. It sort of marked this turn, this sort of uh, new expression where people were like, "Yeah, so I'm not comfortable with the way things are, and uh, we're going to fight back." So it, it's a it's a very important thing for the LGBT community, of course. Um, and that's why you're going to hear and see a lot of things about it. But one of the things that, you know, we all sort of appreciate these things and intersect with them in our own ways. And for me, film is a very important thing. It always has been because, you know, first of all, it's in a form of escape, right? Like yeah. we can all relate to using movies to escape our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, to me as a gay person was very important growing up. Movies were a place where I could see things that I didn't experience in my day-to-day life. I could see that things were possible that I wasn't able to see in my day-to-day life. And so, therefore, LGBTQ representation in films is very important. Um, that said, we had an event last night. It was actually all weekend, the Trilon Cinema, which is a nonprofit micro cinema here in the twin cities it's basically a small theater where they show some really cool films all year long yeah um this last weekend they did a double feature and the double feature was a a movie called the celluloid closet and then another movie called the boys in the band the celluloid closet is a documentary based on a book about lgbtq representation in film and you might be thinking like that sounds kind of boring but it's very fascinating Well, it sounds fascinating because it probably goes back far longer than you even would initially think yeah and and i love watching people watch this movie we talked about this a little bit earlier in terms of watching other people watch tv shows for the first time but i love watching people see this documentary about the history of uh of gay and lesbian bisexual and transgender people in film because they will show clips from movies from 1919 Mm -hmm. silent films Mm -hmm. people are like what there were gay people back then yeah not only were there gay people in fact they were less concerned about showing them to you on the screen in a way that we then began being worried about in the 30s all the way through the 1960s that's so interesting so that this film really just opens up a whole world of and for people who grew like i grew up not seeing myself on tv right other than a few very small caricatures and so once i was able to sit in a room and see all of these representations and all these examples of even even as troubled and problematic as some of them actually were that's still a very empowering thing and so that's why um trilon uh showed the first film Mm -hmm. the celluloid closet and then the other movie was called the boys in the band and that film is uh has its own history by the way it just won a tony uh the play that the movie is based on won a tony for revival what last week holly yeah just last week i think it was last week and um had a bunch of stars you would recognize. So that has its own story and it's fascinating one. It's mostly about the lives of gay men. It was the first time gay men were seen sort of living their lives again, as troubled and problematic as they could be. But um, still in the 1970s uh, or right at the beginning of the 1970s. So, um, and our friend Paul McGuire Grimes uh, from Paul's trip to the movies uh, co-hosted the event and um you know provided all of his knowledge so they were showing throughout the weekend but the yes. two of you then sat together with an audience last night and did a question and answer session after yeah that was really cool so we got to watch it with the audience um both performances and then at the end of the second performance did a Q&A as you said um and it was just it was fun to interact with the audience hear what they thought about the films did you have the experience that a lot of people were encountering those films for the first time yes there were many that saw it for the first time there were also a lot of people who had seen it before 
but maybe hadn't seen it for many years and certainly didn't have the chance to see it on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I just am happy. I'm excited that you guys did this. Mm -hmm. I would love, I mean, I don't know if you guys talked about doing kind of more of these types of things. I I would certainly, yeah, I'm hoping that um, if not the Trilon, I mean, I'm hoping they would, I I feel like they'd be open to doing it again, but certainly Paul and I talked about how it would be nice to do these again, because it is, you know, they're great movies to watch, but then also you get to provide some historical context and you get to learn a little something and, you also get to celebrate a little something in, in terms of uh, pride. I also think that there's something to having like a community experience watching a movie together rather than just leaving mm. and being left to chew on it by yourself. Oh, being able sure. to process it with a group That's of people. That's always fun, right? Very cool. Well, uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some dumb people doing dumb things to tell you about. We call them crazy, stupid idiots, idiots. on My Talk 1071. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots, bitches. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in this state of... Florida. Florida. Where are we going first? Well, thank you for asking. This particular day, we are going to a place. There's a place for us, Palm Bay. And I believe that That is is in Florida. Okay, so I want to tell you about a 35-year-old ex-con by the name of Christopher. Christopher Monin. It's appropriate. Christopher Monin. He has served time in the past for burglary, Mm -hmm. among other things was arrested at about 1.30 in the a.m. on Thursday <clears throat> after being stopped as a suspicious person. Oh. Interesting. Why do you think he was arrested or uh, stopped as a suspicious personione? Uh, was he uh, naked? No. Polishing fact, a silverware? No. Polishing someone else's silverware? No. Uh, asking to have his silverware no. polished. I mean, I'm just kind of running through our favorite scenarios on Crazy Stupid Idiots. Let me paint a picture for you. Thank you, Bob Ross. Uh, tiny little happy clouds. He was riding his bicycle at the time. Why do we? Why don't we say bicycle? Why do we say bicycle? I don't know. Right? I don't have answers. You say for these tricycle, today. right? You don't say tricycle. You? Yeah, you say tricycle. <laughs> I want unicycle? to ride my bicycle. You don't say unicycle. Oh, no, <laughs> unicycle. Okay. Unicycle. Yeah. So it should be bicycle. Anyway, he was riding his bicycle at the time and was carrying, quote, a white garbage bag full of something. Mm-hmm. A white garbage bag full of crystal meth. No. Okay. Dirty laundry. Deflated pool floats. Okay. Like. They just picked up. Maybe I mean a lot of times those things get a hole in them and you got to throw them in the garbage. Like for the youth? Uh, no, you arms? know those giant pool floats. Like, yeah, like the, like sometimes you can buy them shaped like, like a, a pizza swan. slice. Yeah, or, or like a pizza a slice or an avocado that has a removable pit. Yes, that those are. I can't believe we didn't come up with that earlier. Right. Okay. So he was riding his bicycle full uh, or with a bag full of deflated pool floats. 
Well, apparently in this neighborhood, uh, they've been plagued with burglaries in which the suspect cuts the screen or otherwise enters a victim's back pool area. It's probably like those lanai areas. Oh, yeah. They like to keep them enclosed in Florida, which is a good thing because bugs. And uh, steals only the pool floats. So literally there has been a rash of pool floats. Well, ha ha, they got their victim or their criminal. 35-year-old Christopher Monin. He is the one that's been stealing all of these uh, inflatable pool floats. Right? Yeah. But why? But why? That's a good question. Maybe he just has a thing for floating around on his pool in a variety of relaxation experiences. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he was trying to like build a salad in his Or maybe he pool. was trying to make love to what? them. Oh, yes. It was the avocado with the removable pit, wasn't it? No, I don't know. But here's what I do know. Christopher Monin was Monin all up on 75 pool floats, including a lounge chair, with cup holders, a float shaped like a piece of bacon, a duck float, and a watermelon float. Even a Shaquille O'Neal inflatable lounger. Oh, that's nice. He was making love, making sweet, nasty, inflatable love. I don't know, I don't think. To a big, inflatable slab of bacon. Mm -hmm. Does he have that objectum sexualis? Um, Well, he had an interesting excuse. So they said, okay... You stole all these pool floats. What were you using them for? I like to have the sex on the pool floats. Um, interesting. Okay, sure. And they said, well, why do you like to have the sex on the pool floats? Oh, geez. Uh, how do I say this? I would like to just put it in his voice and make it sound as funny as possible. But it's, well, not, it's funny. not funny. No. Quote, he stated that he sexually gratifies himself with the floats... Instead of raping women. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Wow. That's, I don't know what to do with any of that. Like, that's the option? I mean, I'm grateful, I guess. I would be happy to turn over my I mean, piece I, of inflatable yeah, I would, pool equipment I would to keep you from sexually fund, assaulting other people. I would fund his uh, pool float addiction. Also, I don't know if I buy that. Right? No, I don't feel no. like a bacon slab is really a substitute. Not that I'm trying to get him no. to like not. I just I'm so confused at what his thought like. Well, I don't think his marbles were all you, in the same bag. Can you? I've I've peeked at him. Yeah, he looks like the kind of person you'd be frightened to see uh, lurking around your pool, taking your avocado floating. I'd be happy to release him. Or release my pool float to him. For him to release. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, moving on. For our next crazy, stupid Ugh. idiot, we will go to Detroit. We're going to go to a McDonald's in Detroit on Thursday last week, um, where a woman was very angry at how long her food was taking oh, to be prepared been there. at the McDonald's. Been there. Um, well, Bradley, when you were in that place, how did you express your anger? Usually just muttering under my breath and mm. saying, it's the last time I'm coming to this establishment. Mm-hmm. I, that did not sound like a muttering. Sadly. That sounded puff. very, very vocal. Yeah. But yes, you turn it inward. You deal with it in other ways. Yeah. Right. You Tell eat your feelings when the radio, food finally arrives. Put it on social media. Sure. No big deal. Yeah. Have you ever, ever once taken out your taser and fired it at one of the employees? Number one, that would require you to carry a taser. 
Who carries a taser? Can you do that? This lady. She had it. Well, I don't know if it was legal, but she had herself a taser. Is it a euphemism? And no, <laughs> she had a taser. She tried to tase one of the employees. Now, this is where you would be very grateful for her poor aim because she missed the employee. The prongs hit the wall instead, so she tased the wall at the McDonald's, and uh, the cops uh, were called, and she has, she tased she the wall? could be charged with aggravated assault. I feel like she should be charged with aggravated assault. Yeah, I kind assault. of feel like that was just a... They're reviewing the incident. I don't feel I, like there's a lot to review. Do we have a fast food workers day? We should. Oh my we gosh. Really I should. think every, because every, I think that there should be fast food workers day. There should be retail uh, establishment worker days. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We should be um, celebrating. Because you remember the lady that took a doo-doo at the, what was that? A Starbucks? <laughs> you mean it was a Poonera? Exactly. <laughs> Remember the lady at the Punera who literally dropped her pants. She was so angry that they wouldn't let her use the bathroom without purchasing something. She took her pants off in her hand and like a monkey at the zoo threw it at the people behind the counter at the Punera and (laughs) and and remember reached for a roll of uh, paper towel. Oh yeah. Wiped her fanny, and then went about her business. Was that a Panera? Or was that a Tim Hortons? Now I, no, I think it was, was a Tim, Tim Hortons. Hortons. Tim Hortons. Because okay. I don't remember milking the Panera <laughs> experience. Yeah. No, Horton hears a poo. Yes, there we go. Horton <laughs> hears a poo. That was more along the lines of what we Horton were doing. Saw a poo come flying yeah. at oh, them. Let me just tell you, it, Tim Hortons pooper is actually one of the top googled. If you put in Tom Hort or Tim Tim Hortons, Hortons. sorry, Tim Hortons, and then just write the letter P, pooper comes right up. Tim Hooper's Hooper's pooper. Tim Hortons. Oh, Oh, man, I haven't seen that for a long time. Tim Hortons pooper, which just sounds like all sorts of wrong. (laughs) <laughs> well, it was uh, my all name's sorts. Tim Horton. Here's my. Okay, it's okay. Right. It's it, yeah. Uh, it is all sorts. Yet of again, wrong. we have devolved into potty talk. Sorry. sorry, are we? Not really. I try not to arrive uh, as an apology anymore. Uh, really quickly, we have time. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, thirty seconds. Can you do it? Oh, of course I can. Okay. I want to tell you a story about a guy named Kevin Bacon. Oh, Kevin Bacon. We all know him. He's footloose. Yeah. Well, he was arrested the other day. Um, Kevin a, Bacon was arrested? It's a different Kevin Bacon. Oh, there's another Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Bury the lead. And here's the best part of the story. A motorist named Kevin Bacon was on his phone using Google to Google a very specific episode of Saved by the Bell. In doing so, he sideswiped a Vermont police car oh that had gosh. stopped to aid the driver of a disabled vehicle. So the 55-year-old Kevin Bacon, not... Not the, the Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon was Googling an episode of Saved by the Bell that then forced him, well, caused him, he caused himself to hit a squad car. Oh my gosh. And you might want to ask yourself What episode was he Googling? Thank you. It is the episode Tell known me it's the as Pills episode. Screech's spaghetti sauce. 
Oh, that's oh, the... Oh, yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he jar his own spaghetti yeah, sauce? Yeah, and it's for a school project, uh-huh. and then it gets kind the of The gang produced a TV show for communications class with sauce, with the sauce Screech makes during mm-hmm. the cookery segment, proving a hit. They decide to market it, and Screech gains a girlfriend, but he refuses to believe she's using him. Death to Slater, which bills its... Okay, anyway. So... Kevin Bacon. That was an emergency situation for yeah, Kevin Bacon. That is so sad. That is so sad. And then I think the spaghetti sauce recipe turns out to just be something from the store, so it wasn't even his to begin with. Wow. Thank you, I might Holly. be. I Thanks might be for wrong. spoiling that. Also, well, the only thing I can think of, and I'm, and I just think we need to be very aware of this on the Colleen and Bradley show. Maybe he was trying to win some sort of contest on a radio show he was listening to, and was going to call in. And he needed to look it up. Pull over people. Don't, you don't, don't Google and drive. That'd be a good reminder to, you know, when you do call in, make sure that you're doing it in a safe manner. Yeah. Car in park before you pick up the phone. Thank you. Tim Horton's pooper. Oh gosh. I now I gotta watch the video again. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show at 245 every day, we play a little game. That game is the throwback live. We're gonna do that after this on My Talk 107. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Bonnie Curry, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.